And welcome to episode number 55 of the Stick to Hockey podcast, the Keith Primo episode. Detroit days, not Flyer days. That was 25. Right. So we'll go 55 for Primo as a Red Wing. Russ Cohen, you heard him right there, at Sportsology on Twitter. Uh, Sportsology.com is the website. Uh, Myself, at Jason Mert, J-A-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T. And also the podcast, at Stick to Hockey Pod. Episode 55, another week of preseason before we get the real thing underway. And also before Russ heads to scout, what is it, the USHL? Yeah, USHL uh, Fall Classic. So every team plays twice in a five-day span. It's great. So you really you get to see the national team twice and every team in the league. So the NTDP will be there. Oh, yeah. And you get to see a lot of young players, and you'll give us a report on that next week. Out in Pittsburgh, is it? Yeah, Pittsburgh, at the uh, Lemieux Complex. Oh, cool. It's pretty, It's really nice, actually. Well, hockey's booming out in Pittsburgh. It really well. is. Just like it is here in the state of Pennsylvania is you know, producing NHL talent and, and junior, top junior talent I got to tell over. you, everywhere, it's everywhere now. Yeah. I mean, you could look at a lot of places in the United States, and hockey is all of a sudden a sport of choice for, for kids to play. And, and it's nice to see, uh, but I'm seeing it in, in a lot of places that I, I never saw it before. So it's exciting. And what's also exciting is on television, and by television I mean streaming and all these other all the other outlets, a lot of hockey mentions on shows now. Yeah, NFL, they're advertising it. Yeah. And tomorrow night, uh, we're taping this on Tuesday, will be the uh, premiere episode of Behind the Glass with the Flyers. Yeah, I saw a couple teasers, and uh, you know, with Kevin Hayes and Elaine Vigneault. Um should be interesting it, to get yeah. a peek behind the curtain. I think it's one of the reasons why this city fell in love with Peter Laviolette. Do you think you'll be on it? Uh, I don't know because I only did one preseason game. Right. So um, I do one preseason game. That's it. I hate preseason sports. Yeah. So I'll go I do want to. I do want to give a shout out. One show that has a hockey reference every show is The Detour. Jason Jones is Canadian. Okay. You know he was on The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Every show, and he. Um, it's really hilarious. It really he mentions Drew Stafford almost every show, <laughs> which is really funny. He's got this obsession with Drew, Drew Stafford. Stafford of all players. Yeah, it's great. I, I love it. My um, wife just rolls her eyes, but she laughs at it now. Yeah, she, she thinks it's well. Funny. Yeah, the growth too, and we'll have to do an episode on this at some point too, where, where we get somebody on from the women's game because the growth in women's hockey yes. is outrageous. Like I'm at the rink all the time for my yeah. son and and everything, and the amount of women's teams that are out, out there now, it's one of the fastest-growing sports in the country. It is. I was at the Isabel Cup, the first cup for the NWHL, and it's amazing because, look, I get it. There's there's a lot of dislike towards that league, but they were the only league that was paying, and I get it that they cut salaries, but you have to do what you have to do to kind of th- keep things rolling. But this other league that is trying to start up is basically just having a tour right now, and they're not paying anybody, but they've got big names like Hillary mm-hmm. Knight and whatever. But the NWHL just got an owner a local owner that has a lot of money. Yeah. And this is like a big deal for them. They already have good sponsors, and they're also on Twitch. And so I think this is a big year for that league. Yeah. And you know what? This other league, yeah, it's great until you actually start selling tickets and getting teams and getting players committed. Right now they're just going on a, on a, on a tour, like basically a camp yeah. tour. Yeah. And, and, you know, to me it's like, I can't take you seriously. It's exhibition, basically. Um, First of all, we got to start here. We're going to do our prediction episode. We're going to predict all the categories like we did last year uh, for all the trophies and the award ceremony to happen in Vegas after the Cup's handed out. We're also going to talk about our division winners, Cup champion, conference champions. But before we start, we got to get into a trade that just went down. You just got a phone call prior to taping. I literally just got one like a minute before we started. It's great. I love it. Yeah, so here's the trade, and it's a big one. Um, and it's significant because it affects uh, two teams that were playoff teams last year. 
It's Justin Falk. There was a lot of uh, rumor out there that he was going to go to Anaheim, but he couldn't work out the deal apparently with the with the Ducks. Yep. But he gets traded to the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, the champion Blues get Justin Falk and a 2020 fifth round pick from Carolina for Joel Edmondson, Dominic Bach, and a 2021 seventh round pick from St. Louis. And Falk's going into the last year of his deal. I think he's a $4.8 million cap hit this year. Um, But he signed a seven-year, I guess, uh, $7.2 million extension with the Blues. So they essentially got him locked up for the next eight years. So a couple things. So I'm sure on the Carolina side, Jake Bean is is happier today. Mm -hmm. Because he may still not get in right away, but with Falk gone, if an offensive defenseman goes down, He's next guy up. Yeah. So that's that's big for him because he's got tremendous talent. I mean, tremendous. So so that's a big deal. Uh, Edmondson's an interesting guy because I really like him. He, uh, you know, he's kind of one of those nondescript tough guy defensemen, just a rock solid defenseman. And mm-hmm. but but I'll tell you, if you interview him, get to know him, and his family was on on the ice when they won the cup. I really I was sort of taken by him and his whole family, and and so. That's a really good pickup for them because they needed another rock solid defenseman. He may be able to teach Hayden Flurry a few things. Mm-hmm. So I, I I like that. Now on the other end of things, I like Dominic Bach a lot. Yeah, he he's a really good skating winger. He's been playing overseas. He plays defense. He has a little bit of an edge to him at times, offensively especially. He's not an offensive juggernaut by any means, but he is a good two way guy. I like him. I like his speed. That's a good guy to pick up because I felt like they were lagging a little bit in the prospect. They've lost some guys, you know. They they lost Fox, who was really never with them, but he mm-hmm. was on their ledger sheet, and and they've lost some some players. So I feel like you know this is good for them to sort of restock the pond. Yeah, well, it's a big trade. You talk about a team that won the cup last year, a team that won around in the playoffs last year in Carolina. And the extension there as well. So we'll see how that plays out and uh, how that affects maybe some of our predictions. Even when you talk about St. Louis, a team at the you know top of the uh, uh, the NHL going into this season, uh, winning the Cup last year with that miraculous run. So we'll see how we'll, we'll see the effect. Yeah, it, it's it, there will be an effect. There's no question, and this might help St. Louis with with their Cup hangover. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're absolutely right about that. Um, we also got to get into this video. Uh, of, of Elaine Vigneault post-game last night. Right. Um, Flyers lost in overtime, the three-on-three overtime in Boston last night, 4-3. to three. And let's get into it right now because uh, somebody uh, posted this on, on on a website, one of the Flyer blogs, I guess it was. Yeah. Um, I want to give them their proper credit. Let me just pull up the thing because you sent it to me. And I definitely want to credit. Let's go Flyers.net posted it. And it says, Elaine Vigneault takes shot at Brian Elliott. And when you look at the, the video... After the 4-3 loss, it's of uh, of Elaine Vigneault on the bench as Mike Yo makes his way to him. He basically says, um, and I'll read it. Uh, a, you think he says. Yeah, you can't win with goaltending like that. It's shit. Um, and Mike Yo agreed. Yeah, he nodded. He nodded. So, mm-hmm. look, I'm not a big fan of. I'm not a lip reader, so I'm not lip positive, reading. But, yeah. uh, I know other radio hosts that have gotten trouble with that in the past, mm-hmm. but now we're in the video age, and this is a pretty good close-up, and this does look like he said that. 
no matter what, he was not happy with the ending of the game, mm-hmm. and nobody should be. And Elliot sort of tried to scapegoat the ref, but when you saw that that the whistle was blown, that puck was already over the line. Yeah, it's a good goal. It's a good goal. But even if was, it didn't go over the line, and it was, it still was, it's was going. Yeah, it should have. Right. It's, it's a goal that should count no matter what. Because but it's, but yeah. he was frustrated that he let that up and took his frustration out on the ref. Mm-hmm. And I've got to be honest. I texted you and said. This team still can't play a full sixty minutes, and he's a part of it. Yeah. Whether he like, because he's a part of that team. Yeah. Voracek's a part of that team. Giroux's a part of that team. There's still guys there that are, you know, pro up. There's still guys there that are a part of that team who have the ability to come back like they did in that game, and the ability to to lose a game like that. Too. Yeah. And I have to tell you, on a with a new coach. That is a bad thing for Elliott because it doesn't matter that he has a contract. They have J.F. Baruby in the minors. He has some NHL experience. He has a couple bad starts. He could get the Mike Babcock, Jonas Enroth treatment very quickly, and there's really nothing Chuck could do about it. I mean, if, if Elliott doesn't back this up now with good play, mm-hmm. he could be on a very slippery slope because think about this. Let's just say Brian Elliott's poised to not have his best season. Do you really want Carter Hart going 60, 65 games this year? No. No. And and the backup goal, like you see, at the end of the year, it comes down to making the playoffs or not making the playoffs or having home runs. Right. It comes down to a game. Yeah. So it's a huge role. It you, is. We tend to minimize the role of the backup goaltender, but he has not to anymore. play. Not anymore. Not yeah. anymore. We used to. I think, I think it's coming around. It's yeah. coming around now. Yeah. Um, uh, Dan Silver on Twitter put this out at DSilver88, and I wanted to bring it up, too, because it is preseason. So let's not get carried away. And he put out this tweet that says a lot of NHL vet- veteran goaltenders struggle in preseason. I don't think it's any reason to panic about Elliott like I am seeing from a ton of Flyers fans. Here's some numbers on guys. Uh, Carey Price, one of the best goaltenders in the world. A 3-1-6 goals against average and an 8-15 save percentage. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Quick, another great goaltender, cup winner. 3-8-7 and an 8 Although he's been steadily declining. Mm-hmm. Let's but he's be- healthy now going into the season. Yeah, I still think he's on the decline, but okay. Uh, all right, how about Henrik Lundqvist? Okay, he's 37, but a six goals against average and an 875 save percentage. That's fair. And Cam Talbot, a 404 goals against average and an 838 mm-hmm. save percentage. So, And Elliot, by the way, a 316 goals against average and an 873 save percentage. I, look, I think he made some really good saves in that game last night. Um, I think just players in preseason that are veterans like Brian Elliott and a lot of other guys, they're using this to just kind of – knock some rust off their game. There's not an intensity Totally agree, there. but I, yeah. will, I will just say this. There's a reason Vigneault played Elliott at the first home preseason game, which Elliott didn't look good. Mm-hmm. Then he has looked good at times, but then there's that, right? Yeah. And I think Dan's right. I do. And that's why I said he's going to get two or three starts and see what he can do in the regular season. But I'm just saying right now, first impressions, new coach, it's mixed. It's not great. Yeah. Well, certainly, and the results have not been. And Vino can say it's He's not about a results, results guy. But, Trust me when I yeah. tell you, the young guys are finding that out now. Again, you look at Farabee and Frost. Now Frost is out with the groin injury, but still, you look at them. They could get a hundred great chances. They could do everything right, all the little things on the ice. But look if at you're Frost not, in the one game, he right, did everything right. He but did. Bury it. But if you're not putting the puck in the net and you don't have that NHL experience, Vigneault is going to look for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because look, I think Vigneault has already determined, and I've determined it if he hasn't, looking at this team, they are going to need other offense. They don't have enough offense. They don't have enough guys that score away from the circles. They don't. Mm -hmm. Now, the way to make up for that is to have bigger guys who can really jam it in around the net, and 
Carson Torinsky has done that. Yep. And Bunneman's been really a beast in the crease. And you know what? That may be what they need to do because sometimes they don't have enough guys. Name me a guy, and even Voracek is guilty of this, who will just skate the puck up the ice and take that shot mm. when somebody lays off of him. Nobody does that yeah. on this team. JVR never takes a shot like that, mm. even though he's got a great shot. He's a shot. dirty area goal. Yeah. So right. they need something, and maybe that's going to be the other added element this year. Uh, the Flyers did make some roster moves today. They yeah. they uh, loaned uh, these three players to the Phantoms, uh, Vrobiev, uh, German Rupsov and Mark Friedman to the Phantoms, and they also and played... Rupsov's close. We should say he had. Yeah, a good I thought camp. he had a pretty good camp. He had a good camp, but he hasn't played enough games. Yeah, he's coming from the injury, and he t- needs to, to me. He games. showed very well, yes. and he could certainly be a call up this year. Yes, um, these players, and were... I think Bigra could be a call up too mm-hmm. because he showed really well. But again. He, he, they knew when he signed, he knew when he signed, he yeah. was going to go to the AHL first, and he's okay with that. Um, these uh, four players were put on waivers for the purpose of loaning to Lehigh Valley. That's uh, Andreoff, uh, Begris, who you just brought up, yeah. Curtis Gabriel, and uh, Albe Kubel. Yeah, and, and Gabriel had injuries. Otherwise, maybe he would have had a shot. That's what's keeping Chris Stewart alive right now in case A.V. wants an enforcer mm-hmm. type early in the season. Uh, it's possible he might. So... They, they may keep a guy like Stewart. Honestly, I know this is going to sound horrible just to keep the fans entertained in, in the mm-hmm. Czech Republic. As an agitator. As, as an agitator. Oh, just for that game. Well, two games, right? There's two. Well, there's one in Zurich, which is a preseason game. Oh, Zurich. Game. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So, But you look at those games, and yeah, that could be a function of it. Um, uh, Sandus Minnesota tweets into the show and says, were, there, were the Flyers stupid for waving uh, Albe Kubel? And still have Stewart on the team. Well, he's on a PTO. It's different, right? They haven't so. signed him yet, but yeah. I do think again he could be a temporary ad. Mm-hmm. But most likely they'll cut him from the PTO. That's that's most. But again, it does depend on injuries here because mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys that are injured, and I know there's one of them that you're tracking. Yeah, and we're gonna go right to this one next because uh, Lavoie twenty seven on Twitter tweets in what prospect has impressed you the most in the preseason. And also, do you think Chris Stewart deserves a spot on the team? I'm surprised he is still here. Concern level of Nolan Paxton's injury history. So let's start one by one here. What prospect has impressed you the most in the preseason? Butterman has looked good. Um, I think it's Torinsky because I, I if yeah. people go to Sportsology, I wrote about him heavily a year ago and saw something different in him. He had the good camp. We yep. all said he had a good camp. He didn't make it. I love his decision making. And but now it's it's more than that too. Like his decision making has been really good. He, I haven't seen him really make any mistakes. Yeah. But now when when there is a loose puck or if there's a play in the in the crease area, he is crazy about it. He is the first guy on it. He's gotten strong enough to the point where he can push guys away, mm-hmm. and he has made plays. And and that has been the biggest eye opener for me. So. I have to say it's Horinsky, and I don't want to say it's recency bias because I've seen enough of these games. I was in camp. I could tell you all the all the other guys that have had good camps, but I think he's had the best. Yeah, and uh, well, you look at Frost, and he's flashed. Now the yes. injury has cost him a little bit. and I think it's cost him I, I, a ton. A ton, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not only the fact that he missed games. It's dealing with the injury. If, if and he has flat. a groin injury, yeah. you're not flying him overseas. No. no. Um, and Farabee's still here. He is still here, which, again, I think they're doing the right thing with him. But, again, if he doesn't score in that next game, and unless he has doesn't have a breakout game, it might be tough for him to make the team. Yeah. Um, all right, Chris Stewart. Which isn't a bad thing, by the way. I know no, people are no. going to be like, oh, no, no. Listen, no. sometimes it's good to start your pro career in the AHL and do all those things you did in college, play top power play, do mm-hmm. all those things, and gain confidence. Confidence It could be a month everything. before he's here, and, right. then, and then he's truly 
ready. Right. To not, it's. I think it's sometimes more damaging to come up and be sent down, like make the team out of camp yes. and be sent down, than it is to not make the team and then come up. Well, I gave up. a scenario the other day. Like Carter Hart. Yeah. I gave a scenario the other day. What if you had Frost and Farabee make the team, they hadn't scored in preseason, and then they go five to ten games without scoring in the yeah. NHL? What does that do to their confidence then? Yeah, then they're it's eroded. Yeah. In a big way. Uh, Chris Stewart, does he make the team out of camp? I don't think so, but again, I gave you a scenario where maybe he would. Yeah, I don't think that he does either. And concern level of Nolan Patrick's injury history. Um, Red hot high. Yeah, it's on a scale of 1 to 10, it's 15 for me. Um, because I have no idea what it is. I have I know it's an upper body injury, but there's so many things about it that are perplexing. And I've done a lot of digging to try and find out some specifics on this. And I've I'm heard, getting nothing I've and heard, nothing from anyone. I've heard one scenario through the grapevine, but I don't think I want to say it. But I will say this. It's the type of injury that is pretty common. It, I don't think it's anything long term. Mm-hmm. But it is something where, you know what, if you're not right with it, you can't play. And it's not concussion. Okay, so it's not a head injury. I don't believe it's a it's a concussion injury. Okay. But, you know, um, obviously it's upper body, so his yeah. head's attached to this injury. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen the video of him practicing and working out, and, boy, he looks great. He's moving great. And, you know, he's out golfing, But he apparently. hasn't gotten a hit. Yeah, they're, they're not cleared for contact. So that's— And not practicing with the team. That's a that's a big thing. Skating around is good, and, that, and, and again— you don't have to be a doctor to figure out that if he's skating around, he, he's not dealing that much with post-concussion because most of the time they would have had him stop and start again and stop mm-hmm. and start again. So I'm yeah, not sure yeah, it's does, that. You're right. It doesn't align that way. But it still doesn't mean it isn't. Yeah. The, the, it's frustrating because, I mean, he's been beset by so many injuries and the effect it's had on his development at the NHL level. Yeah. So, and again, we, we don't know exactly what it is. He but, made a glass. But, and I, but I think it is again. a good sign that he's skating because if nothing else, we saw with, like, Crosby, he would he would skate two, three days and be like, all of a sudden it would be like, no, no, no. Yeah, because he was take still him symptomatic. Off the ice. Yeah. yeah, so uh, this is a tough one, man. Yeah, it is a tough one. And, and Patrick's name So it's gonna... not a bruised ego? No. Because of Kevin Hayes? No. Okay. It is not. Just wanted to make sure. I, I didn't know if they were just holding him out uh, to – Trade him to Winnipeg. So one one thing about Kevin Hayes, <laughs> I think he only has one goal in the preseason, but I do think people now and and media and otherwise who haven't watched him a lot do see his worth now yeah. and are forgetting about the contract, and I think that's important. Yeah, I do too. I think he's he's looked pretty good in the game that I did, uh, that first preseason game on that Monday night yeah. with Jake Voracek and JVR. I mean, you could just look; they're playing basically an AHL roster that yeah. night. I, mean, I get it, but um, you could see how those three players complement each other. Yeah. Um, they were in on the four check and the, the the vision of those three players. They're all big guys. Yeah. I mean, they can create a lot of space out there with that size and a lot of reach. And yep. uh, guys, that that may be something interesting to keep an eye on. So Andrew tweets in. Andrew Widmeyer says, assuming Patrick is out, and he is right now, would you be comfortable starting the season with a line consisting of JVR, Lindblom, or Frost slash Farabee? Well, Frost is out of that equation, but Farabee? Yeah, I don't, well, I'm not donncomfortable with it. You can't really with do it. that because he's not going to play the middle. No, he can't play the middle. And uh, not, neither is JVR. So, actually, there is no center there. That's a good point. Uh, but even if we put a different center and we move one of those guys off, I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. But I do need to see a step further forward from Farabee. Like, just where he is yeah. isn't enough. Yeah. And I know – and it's this is not being tough on a guy. This is just me saying – He's still a prospect, and unless he is really playing at a super high level, 
It's not worth it. Yeah. Tim Tobin tweets in at Tobe underscore Nader. Uh, says, Elliot has not looked good so far, especially the goals given up. Does this change the 50-30 goalie rotation if no. it keeps up into the regular? No, I totally agree with you. Uh, Brian Elliott's a pro. He's a pro, and he's – a lot of people are ripping him right now. If you look at his numbers since he's been here, they're not terrible, especially no. considering the decor that's been in front of him. No, I, I think it's I a think combination a of everything. Choice. It's it's a perfect storm. It's like a little bit of injuries, a mm-hmm. little bit of inconsistent play. But, again, last year, second half was really strong, yeah. really, really strong. Maybe the best hockey I've seen him play in a long time. He is a pro. Whether it's him or Barube or both – Mm-hmm. you'll get those games out of them. That is their plan. They're not deviating because you don't want Carter Hart playing 60 games. You don't. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to combine three tweets into one um, answer for oh, us here. This so scary. this is going to help. So I wanna, these guys all tweeted in, and uh, and I want to give them their due. Thomas Lyons actually tweeted a couple days ago, and I screenshotted it. He says, what goes into installing a new system with a new coach and all? What does he enforce, ideals, et cetera? It's not like the players are learning a new NFL playbook, essentially. How adaptable and quick is a new system besides forechecking, et cetera? How much else is involved? So let me couple that with Joe's tweet that says, how will the Flyers adjust to an AV system after being such a passive scheme under hack? Is it similar to the way Lavi tried to drive the play? And one more we'll add it to. Uh, Joshua Hudson tweeted and said, what style of hockey is this Flyers team going to play? What newness does AV and the staff bring to the organization that was lacking? Other than fresh perspective and no prior history with the orange and black. So, okay, okay let's talk about that. So, the obvious one I couldn't is, answer that on Twitter. It's just too much of a it, complex it question to, to so, jam so in. So, the obvious first thing is, you know, AV system at, at its core is to play with pace, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of the Hackstall system. So, you do see now guys can carry the puck a little bit more instead of having to make that first pass, that second pass, that third pass before you're even out of the offensive, out of, into the offensive zone. So, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Uh, Dave Isaac. I was talking to him the other day before the game, and so what night was that? Last week's game. What, what night was that? Was that Thursday? Thursday. Or maybe. Saturday. Saturday. Saturday game, yeah. So on that Saturday game, I guess that practice before that was the first time they really – no, no, it was the game before that. It was the first time they had practiced the power play. Mm-hmm. They hadn't even gotten around to that yet. Yeah. And I was no, noting to Dave how Myers looked a little shaky on the power play, and he was like, well – before this game, that other practice, that was the first time they did it. Yeah. So maybe that's why, and it's going to take a period or two. And they're so, inserting system. Right. Yeah. So that's another function of that. It's He's doing it in layers because you can't do it all at once. Yep. And But you have to do it in the preseason because you see the way this NHL season goes. When guys are doing the... You know, there's skate arounds and everything else. Where, you know, morning skates, they don't do anything, right? But when they're even having a practice, how many practices do they really get during the regular season? Not many season? with the schedule. It's not that many. No, and there's not a lot of time for teaching at that point no. other than video. And, yeah. it's and he's al- big on video. Yeah, and it's yeah. also one of the reasons why he moved up the initial cut to get it to a smaller, way more manageable group. Right. Because he needs the guys that are going to be on the team or potentially on the team to grasp what he's trying to teach to get them out of two different film rooms. Yep. So, and to get them on one sheet of ice together. Yep. Um, and, so, and, that's, and that's another reason why he was up in the, in the GM box the other night. Yep. Because he has to see how his assistants are running things. Yep. And so that's the best way for him to sort of snoop on them yeah. is to look at the game from a perspective of let me see how they're doing it because if they're not doing it the way I want to, I have to tell them that as the coach, and so that's another function of that. that bird's-eye view gives you a yes. great vantage point. It also, uh, to answer the question as well, um, 
let's look at a couple players that could thrive in his system and maybe some that maybe it's not tailored for. Okay. Uh, Do you look at a guy like Shane Gostisbehar that is a guy yes, that can he thrive? Will thrive. He I, will get up on the play. I, I said it during the summer. Mm-hmm. That's why I felt like it was one reason they hadn't traded him. The other one was Provorov's contract. But I do think Vigneault wants to see what Gostisbehar can do in his system for a little while before saying, yeah, it's okay if you trade him. And I think we've already seen some good returns, or at least what looks like they could be yeah. in the preseason. So. He is one. His skating looks Hayes, much better, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it does look much better. Hayes is another because I think people forget, even though he's a big guy, when he is in open ice and the puck is on his stick, he has great vision and he can make a lot of things happen. Yeah. And that's something of function of AV's system where he can sort of get a jailbreak going yeah, once in a while. Yeah, he can drive play. Yes. You know, if you're big and you can skate up the middle, yeah. that's huge for his system and to get in on the four check. And um, the one thing you got to look at too is you got a little bit of a look at the power play they have drew on yeah. that right side yeah it's not something i love i think it cuts your vision i don't love it either yeah because you're not opened up to the play and his biggest asset is his vision and hockey iq uh, so i don't love him on that right and side and if you want to keep it jake feels clumsy and if you do want to keep jake on the other side cuz of the one timer i get it mm-hmm. cuz he's got a great one timer yep. but then put Giroux down low he was fine down low on that same side yeah yeah, I don't like him on the other side. Yeah, the problem is, is you get that net front guy in JVR that's going to probably fill that area on the strong side. Right. So, and, and obviously, so much gets predicated on going back to the point and, yeah. and bombing it and then crashing the net. Um, but, but it does take time for a system to come into play because it anytime it's different than what you did for a calendar year plus or whatever, and the other night, there's was, an adjustment. And the other night, Giroux was playing center. Mm-hmm. Is that a tell? Yeah, I don't think that he's going to be a center on this team, at least I not mean, long term. Vigneault said he wasn't going to be, but yeah. again, with the injuries and everything else. It could change things. This is another thing that could change things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing, too, is the players can't be thinking about where to go when you play this game at that level. Right. You have to just instinctually, and that takes time. That's going to take a quarter of the season before you don't have to think about the. You're going to see a lot of discussions with coaches and players and players and players on the bench saying, "Hey, I need you to go here in this situation." Yeah, you know, directing traffic and I'm going to do this. I need you to support the puck this way or yeah. those kind of things. You're going to see a lot of that in the beginning um, for this Flyers team. And, and, and big w- props to Konechny, who was probably black and blue today mm-hmm. from the shots he was blocking, including a Chara blast. Yeah, uh, yeah, <sighs> not wise in preseason, I, but I, I don't. I don't want to be there for that. But no. he's earning his money already. And a coach loves to see that. Oh yeah, yeah. And he he's a guy that could have a really big year uh, for this Flyers team. Um, so a few Twitter questions there. Let me see if there's anything else that we really want to get into here. Um, but talking about that system, I think was really important. only good questions, dumb questions. Just overlook them. All right, uh, Dan Gesserick tweets in and he okay. says over under ninety five points this year. Under. Okay. Um, is that a where, where's the playoff cutoff in? The, That's in a good the question because I haven't really thought about it. Last year it was like ninety eight. I know. I mean Montreal had ninety eight points and ninety six. Ninety six and didn't make it. Yeah. I think it's right around that. Yeah. but In the West, though, it was like 90. But I'm still going to take them on the under because you never know what's going to happen from year to year. What do you, what do you think, Jason? Uh, I, you know, I'm still <laughs> having a hard time putting my finger on this. I know. Um, and the preseason hasn't done much no. to, you know, it hasn't given me this elite amount of data or anything like that. Uh, I'm and I'm about, not going to gain much from that last preseason no, game. No, I'm worried about goals. I'm, I'm honest. I, mm-hmm. I'm worried about where goals are coming from. Yeah, you got to finish. Um, real quick, line A. Anything, uh, and you have any new thoughts there? Uh, no, actually, you want to talk about science. hearing nothing. 
this guy is working out in Switzerland, and I've heard nothing, nothing even from like the Swiss press, and I know yeah. a few guys from the Swiss press, nothing. Wow. I don't think he's starting the season. No, and uh, Braden Point signs. Yeah, son- he signed. That's that's very manageable. It's the highest bridge deal ever, but that's fine. Uh, beats his old buddy Kucherov there, but Kucherov, same kind of thing. A few years ago, they ended up did getting him signed, and I'll be honest, I didn't think they were going to yeah. get him signed, and they did. This, though... John Cooper's got this year and maybe next. By that third year, if they haven't won a cup, I don't think Cooper will be there. Yeah, maybe. I think that's if it's the, an early exit, it may be this year. I, it could be. if it was, Especially if it's the fashion that it was last it very, year. It very well could be. but Because, again, that team has a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into some of our predictions. All we right. do this every year. We're going to go through all of the awards, the Hart, Denaris, the Vesna, Selkie, Adams, Calder, we're also going to go through our division champions, the Atlantic yep. Metro, Central, and Pacific. We're going to do our conference champions come playoff time, and obviously we'll get to our cup final. I don't know that we necessarily have to pick the winner of the cup. but No, I'm not going to pick the winner. Okay. Um, then we're also going to have three bold predictions on the season, and uh, and we're going to compare my fantasy team against your fantasy team because okay. we have the league up and running. All right? uh, we had our draft. I think I did pretty well. I ended up with the number one overall pick, and I know that looked great. You rigged. do. It didn't look great. It, I'll tell you, I didn't want it. <laughs> I know you, you didn't. You don't I pick again for 18. You, I know. You pick one, and then you don't pick again for 18 picks. I'll take the guy at three instead of taking McDavid. It is funny. Over waiting that it. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know how it was generated. Yeah. So, well, whatever. But you took an injured guy, so that's good. Yeah. Well, I took Connor McDavid. <laughs> but he's injured. Yeah. No, you're right about that. <laughs> All right. So let's get right into the uh, into the categories here for the awards. And let's start with the Calder, the Rookie of the Year. Russ, who do you have for your NHL Rookie of the Year? Okay, well, what's interesting is I want to say— You nailed this last year, Russ. I did. Last two years. Last couple of years I have. Um, I think about a month ago I did put up my—I think I had five or six preseason favorites for the Calder. And I've watched—again, I don't want to sound like a broken record. I watch a lot of these guys in preseason. Mm -hmm. That's how I form my opinion. And and you've also scouted them through their their development. But I do also want to see how they're going to look. I'm not basing this all on the preseason, but I'm basing this on a few things. I'm going to pick Jack Hughes, and I'll tell you why. But I'll tell you why. And and again, if he does it, he's following. I am partially because of the preseason. Yeah, but he's he's following. If he does it, he's following the footsteps of McDavid and Matthews, first overall picks that have done it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there have been nine of them, something like that. It's not a ton. The reason is this. I still think, you know, 50, 55 points is what we're looking at. Maybe he gets 60. He's definitely going to play some with Taylor Hall. Even Gusev looks really good, so he's going to play with those guys. He's going to get power play time, so he's going to get points there. He does that play at the beginning of the game that he killed Lundqvist on. He does that. 36 seconds in. He does that all the time. So teams are going to have to figure that one out, and good luck when he's in stride. So there's that. And three on three, he will be one of the best guys in the league. Guaranteed. It's not even a question. And you talk about the ability to finish. He's got it. He absolutely has it at an NHL level. You know, barring injury, I think he's. Yeah, I wanted you know you want to go Kako because of you know having played against bigger you know men if you will and his size and I think he'll be in the race. Yeah, I I I went with Hughes as well. Okay, and I saw him in this preseason and I was extreme like he's a great player. We know that. I think everybody knows that. Playing with men, I was a little like, okay, how's he going to kind of fare? Because he is slight. He is slight, but again, I always tell people my Sam Gerrard, he's still slight. Yep. (laughs) Well, look at Pedersen. He's doing great. Pedersen's slight, but he got beat up, so I don't want to yeah. use him as an example. No, he got body slammed. Right, but but you're, but he got targeted, too. Yeah. Let's be real about that. All right, so let's go. So we both have 
uh, Jack Hughes as yeah. the Calder. Let's go to the Adams, okay. the coach of the year. Where are you going here? Where am I going here? Uh, I, I guess mine is going to be a cop-out, but uh-huh. it's Joel Quenville. Are you going to go to Quenville Because I think Florida? if Florida has any kind of good year. It's a great story. It's, I mean, we're all going to say Quenville's a great coach already, so he'll get it. All right. So if he's going to be the coach of the year, then he's got to be in the top two spots in the Atlantic Division. To me, you can't be a wild card to even get the coach. Of the yes, year. you can. When not it's with Florida, not with those players. Yeah, no, you can. Yeah, I don't buy that. Well, I don't uh, care. he may be on the ballot, but if he's not uh, contending for a top spot in the Atlantic, he just I has to make the playoffs. Tell, I'm telling you, that's well, that's a low bar to set. Listen, this is the Florida Panthers. I what? know. <laughs> I mean, you got Bobrovsky. You got some great players. But it there. doesn't matter. It's like you know, they haven't been good in a little while here. All right, so you're going with uh, Joel Quenville. I'm actually going with Jim Montgomery. Okay, and, and I this love going to be a recurring, recurring theme. Yep. I think that that Dallas Stars team is poised, is poised to have a great year. I just worry about Bishop. I really me do. do. Me too. Totally agree with you on that. And and look, Thomas Harley again, another guy they drafted. They're keeping him in camp mm-hmm. now. I don't think he'll make the team, no. but this has a long lasting effect. And Montgomery has created now a new culture. He's always been sort of a defensive coach, mm-hmm. and look how much better that team is defensively. Yeah. And now Haskinen's probably a top five guy in the league. Oh, kidding me? That, that's a big part of it too. And I just think that he's got the tools. I think he's got a good mix of young and veteran with Jamie Ben and yep. now Tyler Sagan, who yep. you'll hear coming up again uh, on my list in a moment. Uh, but I got Jim Montgomery winning the uh, Jack Adams. Okay. Uh, let's go to the Selkie Trophy, and you know you got your, kind of your usual candidates here. Ryan O'Reilly last year yep. was just simply incredible. What a season. Um, and then the way he played in the playoffs to boot. Um, but you obviously have Brad – or not Brad, excuse me. Um, you know, you got the usual guys like Patrice Bergeron. Bergeron. Yep. You got Barkoff. You yep. may have Stone as a winger in that mix. Yep. Um, Sean Couturier. Where are you going for the Selkie? Sean Couturier. I yeah, think I this will, I think with the new coach, uh, I think he'll create more videos this year because clearly – uh, people need to be wowed a little bit by this guy because he's been rock solid for years. Yeah. So, but I think this will be the year because he'll score the points. Yep. And I think now they'll he's an 80 finally plus point guy this year. And I think now they'll notice the entire package, even though they knew it was there. But points are a part of this. It shouldn't be. Yeah. But it is. The great thing about this podcast is that we're talking to people that know, and they yes. know the player that he is even prior to the last two seasons yeah. as a shutdown guy. Yeah. But now you couple those defensive 200-foot abilities with his offensive abilities and and now leadership as well. Um, he's one of the—he's an, almost an elite player in the league. He doesn't have elite skills, yeah, he's but he close. has an elite effect on games. Well, I mean, like he's a Bergeron light. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, you would call Bergeron elite. And yes. I think it took us years to Bergeron's call him elite. Bergeron's a, a perfect hockey player. Right, but it took us years to say yeah. that. Because he doesn't he doesn't wow you with flash. Right, and I think does the same thing, well. you know, he's, he's, I think, look, he's not an old guy, Couturier, so nope. I think he's on that path. Yeah, I mean, geez, you talk about value in a contract. Oh, Ooh, yeah. my goodness. If he was on the open market this year. Yeah, I think he's 4.25, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy good. And then, I mean, imagine if he went to market. Say he has an 82-point season this oh, year. Oh, boy. And, and he, he wins goes the to Mark. And, and he wins, and he wins the Selkie. Oh, I mean, boy. he's an $11 million player. Yeah, he's close to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's go to the Vezina trophy right now. Where are you going here? I'm going Carey Price. Really? Yeah, because I think Shea Weber, full year of healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a really good year last year. I mean, he played, I think I looked it up, 64 starts, 66 yeah. games. A little bit much, but. When he came back, it was different. You're right. Yes. 
Claude Julian, I think, has figured him out. I think he's figured out Claude. I think they've figured things out enough that this is like the second part of Carey Price's career, I think. Uh-huh. When he was the MVP a couple years ago. Yeah, and then he the was that guy, and then injuries sort of took him down for a few years. Mm-hmm. We, You know, it, it came down to us watching him skate in a morning skate to figure out that he's going to be healthy, unhealthy, mm-hmm. or, or healthy, and could he play or not play. Yeah. I remember they were trying to dupe the public with that. It was great. Oh, uh, classic. And But now I think he's back. Yeah. I mean, last year in 66 games, he started 64, 35 and 24, 0 and 6 on the season. Yeah. He had a 918 save percentage yeah. and a 249 goals against average. And if you deep dive into his uh, goalie analytics a little bit further, high danger chances, oh, goals yeah. saved above average. And 918 is well above league. I think 913 is the league or yeah. 912, something like that. Yeah. And you look at it and you go, I mean, his goal saved above average is he's spectacular still. And I yeah. think you're right. I think he's a guy that's going to be in that mix. He's not who I chose. Okay. Um, but he's going to get a lot of run. He's going to yeah. get a lot of games. If he doesn't wear down, uh, I mean, their backup goaltending situation is not great. But um, I'm not going with him. I'm going with Vasilevsky because I think yeah, he's just he the best goalie guy. in the world. I think, look, roll the dice, man. Yep. That's who my other guy was, honestly. So like, I think your I, ballot, I though, is. I can't say no. I think your ballot is Price, Vasilevsky, and possibly Bobrovsky. Yeah, I think Bob could be in there. I think th- those are your finalists. Yeah. Because um, I think Bob, I mean, he's a motivated and extremely hardworking guy anyway. It's just a matter of injury. All right, let's go to the uh, – this is weird because we've agreed on two of four, but let's break the tie right now and see if we agree here. Okay. Uh, Norris Trophy. Norris Trophy. Giordano? No. Okay. Now, Gio's getting a little old, even though he had a great year. At some point, it's going to catch up with him. I am going to go Charlie McAvoy. Really? Yeah. Wow. That is off the board. Yeah. Wow. That's well, because I think we had these – preconceived notions of the other guys. And I, I do want to say this. I think Drew Doughty will be in the running. Mm-hmm. I do. Because Bjornfod and him are really playing great together. He was their first-round pick from this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure they're sending Bjornfod back. And Doughty actually said something really funny last night. He goes, I don't know, man. If this Bjornfod guy stays here, he may get me another contract. Yeah. So, remember, people were talking about Doughty possibly leaving and going to the Leafs. That's a very positive thing for him to say, especially for Kings fans. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm mentioning it. But again, I, I just I really... wonder about the effect of the lack of team success for a guy. And I love Dowdy. I picked him in the fantasy. No, I know, but he's he's going to play the most minutes. Oh yeah. Or, or maybe Suter will, but he'll be right there. Mm-hmm. I can't I think imagine he'll put Suter a... keeps I know. doing that. But he I know does. he'll put up points. Yeah. I I think he's going to be in there. But again, McAvoy. Does everything. He yeah. literally does everything, and I think there's more offense to give there. Yeah. And I think this year they're going to get it. Uh, the only worry I have regarding McAvoy, he's played 63 games and 54 games. He misses time. He does. He had seven goals and 21 assists last year, 28 points in 54 games. So he, he's pacing nicely. He's pacing nicely. I think this ice? will be his. I think this will be his breakout year. All right. Where I went with the Norris, and this is to me one of the most fun guys to watch in the league. Um, I think his teammate will also be on the ballot, but I think that Brent Burns is going to win it. I don't think the splintering of uh, teammates is going to kill him. So that's the guy who I had in there mm. and last minute changed it to McAvoy because I think Brent Burns will be right there with Carlson. It helps him, but it also could hurt him. It yeah. could split the vote. The reason why I didn't go Carlson is because he the injury history, right. and Brent Burns has played eight, all 82 the last five years in a row. But I, I worried about the split vote problem. Mm-hmm. Um, 16 goals, 67 assists last year for Brent Burns, yeah. 83 points. To me, that's your Norris winner this year. 
if he is he could, tremendous. He is tremendous, but he has to stay healthy too, just because he's getting a little older. Mm-hmm. Was that his career year? I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's got a nice cap hit too. Oh yeah. He's very powerful no, but he for, backs for it up. what he gives you. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's go to the heart. Nathan McKinnon. You going with McKinnon? That's a popular pick, obviously. Um, it wasn't a couple years ago. No, but uh, it is now. And talk about value on a contract, <laughs> uh, especially when yeah, what is he five point four or something? Yeah, it's crazy. Five point seven, maybe. No, no, it's a little higher. Maybe it's like six, but it's yeah, maybe six and a quarter or something. Yeah. But um, to me, there's only one problem why I didn't go with him. There was a, a period in the season last year where the wheels fell off. Yeah. In Colorado, and that worries me going into this year. Like, why did that happen? Now we saw what they did in the playoffs, and they manhandled Calgary. And mm-hmm. I go, okay, what happened? But why why that big spot in the middle of the season? I just think he's, again, still a developing player. As great as he is, I still think he has more to give. And I, that was the first time that they maybe had expectations and maybe, you know, was gripping the stick a little too yeah. tight to use that phrase. So, or cliche, however you want to call it. I just look at it and I say – once Rantanen gets in there, and I do believe he's going to sign a deal quickly now, yeah. too. Now Seems that like there's a lot point. of momentum right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that team is very well set up. You may want to look at goaltending. There may I be no it. team better set up than that team long term. Oh, no, long term. But With what they have coming. I go, I go to Joe Sackick on this because as a player, we all knew he was great. But if I said name the one thing that Joe Sackick was great at, you really can't do it. You would say it would be everything. Swiss Army knife. And... He just knows the game of hockey. When they called him Ordinary Joe, he really is. And the best example I can give, and I forget what All-Star game this was, but at the end of the All-Star game, I watched him just with his own bag, taking out his own sticks, leaving the rink. And it's like, this yeah. is Joe Sackick. Like, he doesn't need to it's do that. star. <laughs> he doesn't need to do that. But I think he really knows the game. And look, certainly. Well, he was getting killed, too. Let's he was not forget here killed. with the Duchesne situation yeah. and the deal that he made. Sent him to Ottawa. He was very patient. And yeah. a lot of times, if you're patient and you're not, you don't overreact as a GM. Yeah. Then you're going to put yourself into a good now, situation. Now, if you want to, if you want to say the the weak spot on the team is goaltending, I like Rubauer. I've always liked him. I think he might be ready for the step. Maybe mm-hmm. this will be his year. If it's not, they have Pavel Frankuz, who I admit I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know much about him. He played like 35 games for Colorado last year. A couple in the NHL. He's looked good. This is where I'll defer to Craig Billington, mm. who's over there still yep. and was a really good goalie himself. But I will also tell you they are very poised that if neither one of them kills it, they're going to be hanging around the playoff hunt. They have cap space. They could get somebody at the deadline, and there will be goalies available yeah. at the deadline. And that's why I don't think they jumped at Louis Domingue now because I think they want to see what they have. But they could be a team where just imagine – if these goalies weren't lighting lighten it up for you, but they could get like a star or let's say they could get Jonathan Quick, what would you think of? Well, Colorado? yeah, I mean, if Quick's healthy and playing well, then he can take you on a run. So you know how I feel about Jonathan, right? Quick. So I think you yeah. have to take it all into consideration. I look yeah. at everything. Yeah. All right. The, the guy that I'm going with, and certainly a, a worthy nomination from you, Russ. But the guy I'm going with. Oh, you know, cut the crap. Just just say your thing. Is man. Tyler Sagan. Right. Uh, he's played all 82 the last three years uh, for Dallas, 33 and 47 last year for 80 points. He's gotten more than 80 points one other time in his career, his first year with Dallas back in the 13, 14, 84 points. Um, 40 goals the year before. I think he's going for 40 again this year with this Dallas Stars team. I think that they're a team that's going to be unbelievably difficult to play against every night. Pavelski added to that squad. I think that that Dallas Stars team is going to be really good. 
I think he's going to catch some headlines because of it because he's going to lead the way offensively. Yeah. I'm going to go with Tyler Sagan as sort of the Taylor Hall of two years ago no, I, I as get the it. MVP this year. I mean, I'm a big fan. I, I got a, a real good exclusive with him pre-draft. I followed him the whole time. I follow him and his dog on Instagram. I love his dog. Mm-hmm. I don't get worried about him going out and having a good time because I think he's figured out how to balance it. Yeah, he's matured, it. yeah. He's got great ability, a great shot. He's so fast. I only said the Taylor-Tyler thing, and I got it right with Taylor, simply because Taylor's faster. Yeah. Only reason. Otherwise, Tyler Sagan brings everything. So could he win that? Sure, absolutely. Okay. All right, let's go to our uh, predictions. That's the uh, – did we miss any categories there, by the way? Uh, Rocket Richard. No, nah, we're not. You going to go Ovi on that? Uh, I probably will go. Does Ovi get fifty? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Why? Because he does it every year. Yeah. That's why. Um, all right, let's go to the divisions. Let's start in the Western okay. Conference. Let's start in the Pacific Division. Who's your division champion through the regular season in the Pacific? In the Pacific, the San Jose Sharks. You got the Sharks. Yeah, because I think if Eric Carlson stays healthy and they get any kind of goaltending for Martin Jones, and I mean any, well, he kind. may give you any kind. No, but, but I not mean not the good kind. <laughs> Hey, he's better than you. Um, <laughs> well, that's not saying a whole heck of a lot. No, I know, I know. Boy, but, he better do better than that. Yeah, he, he better. But I do think if he just has an NHL average season, mm-hmm. that's still a really good team. And there are guys like LeBanc. There's guys mm-hmm. that can still give you more offensively. I like Sorensen on that team. I think we'll be talking what about, about him. about the loss of Pavelski, the captain? You know what? I mean, Joe's a real good player. I think he was getting a little long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's tremendous. I, I, I think the fact that... If Thornton were gone and Pavelski were gone, then I'd say you've lost a lot in the room. Yep. The fact that Thornton's still there, yeah. they're okay now. Marlowe's still hanging around, and they say it's not a match. Yeah, I wonder we'll see. That, that could change. I, I, I think first injury, that could change. Yeah. Um, they finished with 101 points last year, second in the division to Calgary, who just, for some reason, just lit the world on fire amidst yep. not high expectations with 107 for the second highest in the league. Uh, the team I'm going to is the team that finished third in the division last year with 93 points. I'm going to Vegas. Okay. Uh, they win that uh, to me. I think they win that division. Stone, um, Flurry's still great. How many games is Flurry playing though? That's uh, the question. Yeah, it's a good question. He has to play almost sixty because their yeah. backup goaltending. I was going to say fifty-eight to sixty-two. Uh, their backup goaltending is mm-hmm. not fantastic. He's a guy that likes the workload though. I know. So, uh, I, I think that that's fine. I think they're going to end up winning the division uh, in the Pacific, and we'll see where. I think Calgary's a team that's going to be fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah. I really do, and the wild card might not come out of that division. That's the problem when I look at the the Central, and let's go there now. When I look at the Central, boy, do I see a division that's incredibly compelling. Who do you got winning the Central? Central, I've got uh, the Colorado Avalanche. Okay, so you got Colorado. And for all the reasons I said before, Mm -hmm. I just think there's a lot of things there, and I think you could tinker with them and make them better. Yeah, see, to me, I look at Colorado, um, and I go, Okay, they were 38, 30, uh, 38 wins last year, 90 points. Mm-hmm. I think people are overvaluing them a little early. And I talked about that flat spot where they just didn't play well. Okay. Um, they get in on the wild card, and I think people are remembering that playoff series against Calgary who wasn't – just got pushed around. Right. And just didn't perform well in that series, didn't have great goaltending. Um, so I don't have – I have Colorado as a top three team in that division – but the team I'm going to at the top is the team I've mentioned a couple times. I want to already. mention a couple guys though. Okay. So I think them getting Burakovsky mm-hmm. is huge yep. because I think the way the Capitals are sort of set up with the veterans and mm-hmm. everything. And the blue was, line. I think it was hard. I'm going to give you another one too. I'm a big Bowen Byram guy. Mm-hmm. I, I just saw him at the rookie showcase a few weeks ago. He is physically and like looks the package. 
I believe he is still with them. I don't believe he has been sent back yet. Mm. If you had another, because you got to remember, Kale McCarr is going to be in the Calder race. Oh, yeah. If you don't think he's going to be one of the, he not only will be in the Calder race, it's going to be a little like Darlene. He's going to be, you know, a top 15 defenseman this year and yeah. better as time goes on. So that's a lot to add for them. Yeah, no question and about it. And our buddy Pierre Edward Bellamar is there, but he may have been there last year. I don't remember. He was, that. yeah. Okay. Uh, Nashville won the division last year with 100 points. Uh, Winnipeg and St. Louis, 99 points for the second and third spot in the division. But uh, I'm going to the other team that was a wild card out of that division last year. I'm going to Dallas. Okay. I think it's just – I just think this is going to be a big year for the Dallas Stars. I am really bullish on this squad. You brought it up. Bishop's an issue. Yeah. His health is always a big question mark. But if he can can stay healthy, I think that that's a huge factor – uh, for that team going forward, and, and we'll see how that plays out. All right, let's head to the Eastern Conference and go right to the Atlantic Division, where the Tampa Bay Lightning, with 128 points last year, yeah. won the division. They carded 62 wins on the season. That's yeah. insane. I don't think they'll replicate that, but I still think they'll win it. Yep. So you're thinking more like 110? Yeah. yeah you don't need to get out to – you don't need to – And I think yeah. they'll slow Kinda their like roll Washington a little did. bit at towards the end of the season, too, mm-hmm. and not have their foot – firmly on the gas if yeah. they're in that position. Um, I, for that division for me, when I go to – I'm going Tampa Bay as well. I just yeah. can't see Boston coming off a cup So much loss. depth there. Yeah. I can't see Toronto being able to hang at that level. Yeah. And I can't see Florida getting into that mix and certainly not Detroit or Buffalo no, or anyone else no, or even no, no. Montreal getting up to, to really challenge them in that division. Uh, the Metro. I think we agree on this one. Capitals. Yeah, to me, I don't know how you can go away from it. It's hard to. It's hard not to. I mean, we're getting down to the last year or two in Brayton Holby's contract, right? So it's I, the last year. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be a big year for him because he's yeah. going to want to sign Backstrom, I believe, but they will not sign Holby after this. Year. I don't think so. I think yeah. they're going to go Samsonov unless Samsonov doesn't look good this year. Mm-hmm. Then that could work in Holby's favor. We'll yeah. see how that plays out. But I think him playing for a contract is massive, and Ovi, we may be seeing you know the last couple of years of him too. Yeah, that deal is finally coming to an end. Like, it was a 13-year deal, if I recall. Something. Yeah, and he's got, I think, three years left, so we'll see how I that know, that wasn't up. much analysis there, but it was something close yeah. to that. And uh, last year they finished with 104 points ahead of the Islanders in the second spot. And John Carlson think... is so underrated. Yeah, he really is. I agree. Um, 103 points for the Islanders last year. I don't think they duplicate and challenge at that level. Uh, the Penguins with 100 points. I don't think they're a 100-point team. No. Um, Carolina, they make the Falk trade and got some nice return, but I don't think they're there. Right. Mrazic's still their number one goalie. Yeah, a problem. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. Um, so I look at this division, I go Washington as well. I just yeah. I can't find a way to It's a, it's a default. To not it's almost like default, yeah. yep. Washington Capitals. Yeah, and I just – so many of these teams, I'm not sure what they are, like the Rangers and the Devils. Are they no. better? Sure, but Nobody are they knows. good? No, they're not, not at that level. None of us know. Um, all right, let's go to the uh, Western Conference finalist. You got in the playoffs. Who's going to play for the conference final? Or actually, who's going to play in the cup final coming out of the West? Yeah, we're just doing cup finals. Yeah. Like, uh, we didn't do conference final. Hold on. Uh, well, you had a team that you've mentioned a few times, I believe. Yeah, I've got... With your MVP. Hold on, did I not? Hold on, i got to look on a different... Yeah, you sent it to me. I That's it, why. I did. I sent you it screwed to you accidentally. Up. Yeah. I screwed it up. And you have I Colorado, I, by the way. I thought. Yeah, I thought I did, but I want to make sure before I open my mouth. So, And that's fine. I am... Fully on board with them this year. Yeah, I've got I've got the the abs in there, and again, I think Ranton will have a big year. I think if Byram gets added and Makar is added, and my God, they could have one of the fastest, most mobile defense units in hockey. Yeah, I mean that's 
Yeah. That's something. Don't underestimate that. Are they ready to make that step will be a question for me. Um, the team that I think is ready because I think they have a great veteran core, and I've mentioned them several times, and they wear green, and they come from Dallas, and it's the Stars. I think they're going to a cup final. Boy, okay. they were good last year. And that was that double overtime game. Yeah, yeah. I'm big on Montgomery. I just I just feel like if Bishop ever does stay healthy for the full year, I think they yeah. will be on ride that wave. If not, then I think they're gonna have to go in a different direction next year and get somebody else in there besides him in case that happens again. Okay. So they don't really I forget who their backup is right now. Um, it was, uh, what's his name last year? Hudobin. Hudobin, right. Yeah. Yeah, you can't ride Hudobin too hard, but you can get him 35 games. Yeah. But you can't ride him much harder than that. Yeah. Um, so they I, need somebody. I, I, if, if if Bishop comes up a little lame this year mm-hmm. and they just come up short of expectations, they would need somebody that's capable of going like 50 as yeah. a backup just um, to be safe. Yeah, Hudobin still is there, as a matter of fact. Okay. Um, let's go to the East. Okay. I got the Tampa Bay Lightning. They I, get to the cup this year. I have the Washington Capitals because I think Ovi really? is going wow. all in. I think he's pushing all the chips to the table. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to play like there's no tomorrow. We're hearing very little buzz about the Capitals. Mm-hmm. They got over the Kuznetsov situation. They handled it fairly mm-hmm. well. The league, I thought the league handled it well. I thought the Capitals should have handled it better. Mm-hmm. They kind of put it on the league to do it, whatever. But they've managed it, and I think now that may have, gotten them together as a yeah. group early on and I think they're going to be dangerous. Okay. Yeah, I got Tampa Bay and you've got uh, uh, the Caps. Yeah. I got the Stars and you have the Colorado Avalanche. Right. Um, Alright, three bold predictions before we head out of here. Three bold predictions. I'll give you mine first. Yeah, do it. And Well, it was kind of affected by the deal that we talked about at the beginning with Justin Falk, but I think the Ducks make a push for the playoffs. Okay. I think it's a team that could surprise some people. Are you going to wager on that? Are you? No, gonna... not now because I was assuming <laughs> Falk was going. <laughs> but it, I'll stick by the bold prediction. I wrote okay. it down before you even got that phone call. Uh, but I think the Ducks are a team that could be improved. Okay. Yeah, I think. Look, it all rides on Gibson. I yep. think they they do have some guys there. Raquel... Goal saved above average for Gibson off yeah. the charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean he's he's well above average, and considering their defense is still good. I, I think a guy like Richie could still give him more. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Comtois, where he is on the roster, but if he could somehow make it, that would give him some more beef and speed. There's, there's a possibility they could grind something out here. Okay. Um, my next bold prediction is that the Pittsburgh Penguins will need their last two games, wins in both of them, to make the playoffs. They are the Rangers and the Senators, but they will not make the playoffs. No, I, I can't agree with that. You're not going to go there? Not going there. I think there's a changing of the guard happening in regard to the Penguins. No, I don't think so. I think Malkin coming clean from mm-hmm. last year, we'll see a better Malkin this year. And Man, I, think I, that I think he's 33 on a big frame. I think it's tough. I don't know if he, he can turn the He's clock a different, no, he's no, a different I know. guy. And actually, I would say the first five, six, seven years of his career, he wasn't a workout guy at all. No. Now he is. But he was and, just a pure skill. Right. Yeah. Now he is. So I think I, I, I will disagree. I'm going to go. Or you can give your third one, and I guess okay. I'll go Yeah, my third it. one is that uh, Mike Babcock will not finish the season behind the bench of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't think that's possible. No? No, I think no matter what, Dubas has to give him the season because if you fire Babcock, let's say, half season, mm-hmm. you are really opening yourself up to a lot of scrutiny, and I don't think Dubas wants to do that. He's not a big spotlight guy. Yeah. He would rather do it in the offseason. Yeah. Well, Mike, it's not a chalk prediction. It's a bold prediction. Mike, I know. Listen, <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right, my first one, Nolan Patrick will be traded at the deadline. Wow, okay. I don't think the new regime has a lot of investment in him. Yeah. 
I don't. Even though he's the number two overall pick, he would have been the number one if he wasn't hurt. And he's got value. People know Mm -hmm. that he could play in this league. You do need to see more out of him. You might see more out of him in the Vigneault system when he's healthy. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think they have massive plans for him. I just don't get that impression. Well, the return for a player like him and a combination with maybe even another player prospect could be really would good. yield a huge return. Yeah, it could be really good. Okay. So, that's so then my your third-line center at that point is going to be Joel Farabee. Which might be okay in, in a yeah. month or two. Yeah, when you talk about getting into the new year. Well, he, yeah. If he has, if he, it really will depend on. I, mean, I still think Farabee's going to play wing. I think it'll be somebody else. At, at least initially. Yeah, I think. Pitlick. Yeah, Pitlick will be when he's healthy. I think that'll be it. Okay. I think Farabee will be a wing initially, and then eventually Frost will play center. But even, yep. even right away, I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Quick will be traded at the deadline. Okay. I think they're ready. The trades on your mind. Cal Peterson, like they're they've done everything they can now. Yeah. He looks good. They gave him an extension. They're not giving him an extension to sit behind John Quick for the next couple of years. No. They're no, really you, not. They will try and move quick. I agree with that. Yeah. Where he ends up. And I think there's still something there. And a team like Colorado could come mm-hmm. a calling, and they have a lot they could offer the Kings. Yeah, a team like Calgary could as well. Yeah. With Riddich and Absolutely. Cam Talbot. Absolutely. You add him, that could be a game oh, yeah. changer. He, look, he's won a, a con Smythe. Yeah. yeah he, can, he can get the job done in big games. Yeah, it could be like adding Matt Stairs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Colleton. Will be fired. He'll be the first to be fired. Okay, so well, you're not high on that team at all. Well, I think with those guys there, there are expectations, mm. and I think now everybody's expecting sixty to sixty-five out of Dylan Strome. Everybody's expecting forty goals again out of DeBrinket. Everybody's expecting a hundred points out of Kane, but everybody's expecting some sort of defense there, and I don't see it. Yeah. Where is their defense coming from? Well, it's old, and they got rid of Yoki Haru. Yeah. Um, the, the thing but is, he wasn't really good defensively. He just no, had a no. bomb of a shot. Um, but the thing is, for me, is that they looked so much better after he settled in after six or eight weeks. Sure, but I think so. that's just, you know, playing with no expectations. Yeah. I think now this year they have more expectations than they had last year. And I just – tell me where the – the blue line is for them. Yeah. No, you're right about that. I mean, Seabrook is – I mean, they got Leonard, so – that covers yeah, them. With him and Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get good goaltending if they can stay healthy. All right, uh, Russ, those were certainly bold predictions, and it was a very bold episode out of you. Episode 55 it. is now done. We will move on to 56 at the appropriate time as you head out to the USHL Scouting Combine Two places I always end up, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. I'm not saying they're my number one choices, but I always end up there. They wouldn't be in my top 50 choices. <laughs> but, look, I always, I always say the joke. If the doctor gives you a week to live, go to Buffalo. It'll seem like an eternity, and you'll want out. (laughs) All right? Uh, All right, that's episode 55. Everybody, enjoy your last week of preseason hockey. Next week, it drops for real on Wednesday, and uh, we'll bring another episode of the Stick to Hockey podcast. Enjoy your hockey, everyone.